Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Geek Heart Games podcast. I'm Sam Suvak alongside Cody Tietrich. Cody, how's it going? Oh, very well, Sam. How are you? Is it going pretty well? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're lucky to be here. Uh, we almost were not here. Discord decided to have some issues. I don't know. I feel like we're cursed this week. We keep trying to record and it keeps not happening. <laughs> so, I don't know. But uh, hopefully our luck has turned and... I don't know, I've, I've probably just jinxed it. Now we're going to have hella issues doing this episode. Like halfway through the podcast, everything's going to shut gonna down. It's going to stop. We're gonna, yeah. My power's going to go out again. It's going to be great. Oh, God. But hey, we'll talk fast, I guess. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. Um, before we get into some video games, there was just a little, like, kind of PSA, I guess, announcement that I want to make about the God of War novelization. So, uh... J.M. Barlow, I think is his name. Barlog uh, is, I think, the author's name. He's Corey Barlog's dad, and he wrote the novel adaptation of God of War video game, which I was like, dude, that's that's probably going to be really cool, right? Because uh, he's probably going to like get more in-depth into like feelings and everything that's going on, and you just like feel it more deeply. It was on sale for the Kindle store for $1.99, so I was like, you know, like, yeah, let's get it. Let's do this. Um, so I got it, and... Um, I, I can't recommend this book, Cody. I, oh, really? No, I cannot. I did not enjoy it, really. Um, like, it's still, like, because the God of War story is so, like, emotional that, like, when you get to those parts, like, it still affected me. And I was, like, mm-hmm. crying, you know? But uh, it just, like, it just didn't go deep. Like, That's really... Yes, that's that's, and she was just as dissatisfied as I am right now. Oh, um, oh damn, Sam. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was like part of what makes that game so great is like the visuals. It is a gorgeous mm-hmm. game, and seeing yeah. all that, and it just felt like like he didn't even try to convey the beauty of what was happening. Like it was just he didn't go into great detail about stuff at all, really, um, and it was kind of like. Just like that throughout the book and then like i don't know why i was just like you know, it, it was a fast read so it's like i guess i'm just gonna go ahead and finish it even though i'm not like super into it um and then the thing that just was the unforgivable really for me is we got to the end and like i'm not gonna spoil anything really but at the end you find out why kratos named atreus atreus right and in the game it's like really important and really emotional and like that's one of the things that just gets me like oh so emotional like it's so good and in the book it was just like this one little throwaway line like it didn't even go into the detail of what it meant at all and i was just like what the fuck are you doing like like that's like one of the most important things yeah and it's just like what like why would you do that so um so no i i don't recommend the book it did make me want to go play the game again i've kind of started playing the game again and i'm having fun because it's a real good game but but man it's just no i I don't recommend it so does the book end where the game does without spoiling anything yes 
But it oh, kind of clarified. Maybe. I'll tell you something afterwards. Like it clarified something for me that I didn't fully understand from the end of the video game. So yeah. I was All like, right. oh, okay, I guess that's hmm. a, I guess that's what's happening. And maybe and maybe you got that, but I I mean I just wasn't paying attention. So, but um, but yeah, no, not a, not a good investment, people. Just FYI, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not usually a harsh critic. Like I try to you know be pretty lenient, but like. I, I came close to giving it one star on Goodreads, but I went ahead and I gave it two stars because I was like, all right, it's fine, you know, but like, but now it's, mm -mm, so let that be a warning to you people. If you were expecting something better, it's not that, so. Okay, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, what's Books are for nerds, video books are, games. No, books are for geeks also because oh, like okay. geeks, like Geeks like games and books. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, it's fine. All right. Let's move on to some games. And let's just start one off with something that uh, just recently has been making a splash for people. I'm, I'm trying to do a segue. It's stupid. It's not working the segue. So we're just going to cut to it. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Oh, fuck, it's not doing it. I'm doing it the wrong way. Hold on. It's time for the Elder Scrolls. Essentials. Yay! I had the little mm. noise machine, so it's back yeah. again. Yay! Yeah. Uh, so it's probably like people are probably like, "Oh, Cody, you just put on the division and you're on the uh, Elder Scrolls train again." Uh, no. See, the issue is, I'm very lazy, and I'll admit to this: where I took the Division Two disc out and put in my Guardians of the Galaxy DVD because I was watching it in preparation for Endgame. And I haven't gotten up and replaced the disc yet. So I've just been playing anything that's digital on my PlayStation this past week. So The struggle is real, man. It's, struggle it's real. rough. I'm, I'm a lazy bitch. Um, I'll to it. So I'm really excited for Ellisware to drop. I thought it was coming in May. No. It's like the first week of June. So I got a whole month of waiting yeah. before I can play a Necromancer. I'm real sad about it. Technically, if I pre-ordered like the collector's edition, I could start playing on May 20th. And like, trust me, I've been thinking about it. Um, it's not that early. It's not, it's not, it's not that early. Um, How much is the collector's edition? I get an extra $10 for me. Oh, well, actually, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it goes from 40 to 50. And I'm like, eh, it's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Do you get anything um, else with it? Oh yeah, you get like a mount, you get a bunch of XP boosters, like a oh. bunch of stuff. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of sitting there, I was like, all right, I can keep playing my Nightblade, you know, kind of like start doing some stuff on that. And I was like, actually, kind of wanted to start leveling a new character. And like that seems a, like a great idea. Yeah, right. Um, and being a Dragon Knight sounds really fucking badass. Um, the issue is, is when you go from playing a very high level character that has like these badass abilities to a level one character who does not have badass abilities, you kind of forget that like you got to take things at a slow pace or else you're going to fucking die, uh, which I've done a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of doing about this character a little different. So I made a Dragon Knight. He is a Nord um, and his name is Urserok. Um, which is based on like my World of Warcraft character, my D and D character, like it's just a name I've always picked. Um, but it's like something I did in my initial playthrough 
of because like currently I'm in Somerset, which is where the last expansion was based on. Uh, I kind of skipped on a lot of side quests until the end, and now I'm actually going through and like if I see a side quest, I go do it, and then I continue the main story. And I'm really enjoying that because like I'm starting to do things I have, I didn't do originally. Yeah. Like uh, so a cool thing with Elder Scrolls Online is that they have like single player dungeons called delves, and I went into a delve last night that I've never been into beforehand because I just like skipped it mm-hmm. just because I didn't pick up the side quest, and it was really cool. I died in there a lot because they, for some reason, put a lot of enemies really tightly together, and my character can like throw like a stone like boulder across the room and stun somebody. The issue is, uh, the targeting is a little wonky for it. So sometimes you're aiming <laughs> at one person, it goes behind them, uh, and so I kept hitting like groups very sure, far it's away. The aiming's problem. Uh, yeah, the aiming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I'm really enjoying the Dragonite. Uh, pretty much like a Dragonite's entire thing is about like imbuing yourself with powers of the dragon. So like one of my abilities is I get like spikes, like dragon spikes pop out my back and like I get extra armor. Um, another like one is like I fuse my weapons with my molten embers and like they look like they're on fire. It's really fucking badass. Uh, and then like I have like a flame whip and I can like... like- I like it. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you were like saying something else with that. I was like, Sam. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like that's where I'm kind of at right now with it, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I I'm excited for the Necromancer to come out because like you in Elder Scrolls, cool thing is that you can play however you want. Like if I wanted to play my Dragon Knight like a like mage, I could do that if I really wanted to. Like I could just be focused on like being far away but like i'm playing it as like a, a brawler like up in there like just slashing throwing fire but also meleeing but like i'm excited for the necromancer because the way i'm gonna play that is like a mage like far back like mm-hmm. raising the dead having yeah. him go fight for me like throwing like flaming skulls and all that i'm excited for that there's just there's just so many things that you're talking about right now that remind me of a certain show that's going on right now huh? you've got dragons you got flaming weapons. You're raising the dead. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Me watching Game of Thrones may have made me want to go play Elder Scrolls. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. And so yeah, like I'm just, I'm in, like Elder Scrolls Online is just a really fun game. Like I can't recommend it enough. I think it's on Game Pass. So if you have, if you're on Xbox, you can play it for ten bucks a month, technically. Um, There's so much on Game Pass. Bucks, it looks right? like nine ninety nine. So. Okay. Yeah, ten bucks a month. You get to play, uh, and like just the base game alone is a lot of content. So like, yeah. And there's I'm, so many games on Game Pass. There is, yeah. Um, but yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, loving it. Can't wait for Elsewhere to get here. Can't wait to be a necromancer. Cody, did you know that Monster Hunter World just came to Game Pass? That was the other big one I was thinking about. Oh yeah. Game Pass is just like going crazy. They are. It's pretty. It's like. It's a very good game. So definitely also play Monster on the World. So I think that was like my, my if top it's your ten. If it's your kind of thing. If it's yeah, not, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Even though those Palicos are pretty cute. They're pretty cute. Yeah. Ever shows online. Still a lot of fun. Yeah. All righty. So speaking of side quests, I guess. I don't know. Here's a game with a lot of side quests. Um, Nino Kuni 2. I've been waiting to talk about this for weeks now. Um, so 
I'd heard about this game last year when it came out, and I was like, eh, I don't know, like, really long RPG, I'll probably play, like, 10 hours, it's probably not worth it for me to pay 60 bucks and get this game. Uh, then at the end of the year, when I was listening to a bunch of different soundtracks to, like, do my, my votes for, like, who's got the best music, like, I listened to this soundtrack, and I was like, man, it's got a really cool soundtrack, and then a, a couple weeks ago, it went on sale at GameStop for $10. I was like, hell, I'll, you know, I'll try anything for $10. Well, any video game for $10. Okay. So. Don't start doing drugs. <laughs> not, not, not even any video game. So, but it's fine. Uh, it was, it was a good deal. I was like, let's do this. Um, I, I just love this game right away. It's, it's so weird because it's not necessarily like what you'd expect me to like in a game. Cause you know, I like those first person shooters. I like gory combat. I like all that kind of stuff. And this is like such a cutesy, almost like Disney cartoon story kind of game. But it just like, I don't know. I love it. I guess the child in me is like needed some <laughs> some happy joy, you know? And yeah. so like this game is is it. So Nino Kuni apparently means um, another country. And so the premise for, I guess, the first one and kind of this one too is somebody, uh, there's like two universes, two uh, alternate dimensions and like somebody ends up going over to the Nino Kuni world, uh, oh, okay. to and like that's just like it's just their kind of overlapping of the universes. Um, so in this game, the president of a place that looks like kind of like America, you know, he's driving, he's got Secret Service. Uh, there, a bomb goes off in the New York-looking town, and then like he immediately like teleports to this other land, and. Um, he spawns in the little room of Evan, who is this king. So the Grimalkin is the people there, and they are like cat people. Oh, yeah. And so some of them look pretty cat-like, but Evan looks just like a, little, a regular human, but with some cat ears, pretty much. He's just like this cute little boy. And turns out he's the king of the whole kingdom because his dad just died, um, which is sad, right? Um also turns out that just right now, so they've got the cat people, and then also in this land, uh, there are the mouse and rat people, and apparently they things haven't been getting along too well, so right when Roland, the president guy, comes over here, um, there's a coup going on, and the rat people, mouse people, are trying to kill Evan and take over his kingdom. So the first part is like you escaping, you're helping Evan, well... You're playing as Roland first, and you're escaping, help, helping Evan escape, and then, like, you switch and you get to play as Evan, and then, like, it's that typical thing as you go, you get more characters in your party, and you can switch who you play as. Um, but Evan is just so fucking precious and adorable, and he's just so earnest in everything he wants to do, uh, so they eventually, like, get away, and he... Uh, wants to build a whole new kingdom and like a place where everyone can live happily ever after and a place where there's no war and it's like really stupid and idealistic but it's just so sweet and you just like you can't help but love him and the voice actor who voices him just does a really good job and it's one of those things where like some of the cutscenes will be like fully voice acted but then there will be other scenes where it'll just be text and they'll just be like maybe a word here or there that people say um but pretty quickly on like i just got so used to like evan's little voice that even when he wasn't talking and i was just reading his lines like i would hear him in his voice and it's just so sweet he's so adorable okay um and so this rpg 
has like just uh, live action combat. So instead of turn based, so you're out there fighting. Um, you can switch between different characters in your party as you go. Wait. Go okay, you said live action combat, so I thought not like, like not like full fucking like video. No. it turns into like there's a little kid, like some cats fucking fight. Okay, <laughs> all right, no, you just mean like action combat. Okay, all right, sorry, sorry, just I was so action. lost. I was like, no, what? I was just distinguishing cool. it from turn based combat. Okay, um, all right. So yeah, so you've got it's it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of stuff that gets really complicated in this game, but the way that they like eke it out to you and like slowly introduce stuff makes it really smooth and really easy to handle. Um, so like each person has three different weapons that they can use, and each weapon has a little zing meter. So the more hits you get with it, the more your meter fills. And then when your meter's full, when you do one of your magic attacks, it like gives it a superpower punch, right? Um, and you're supposed, you're able to like switch between which weapon you're using to like, you know, like, oh, I want to fill this one now and then I'll do this. But it does this thing where you can set it to automatically switch for you. So I just had it always automatically switching my weapons. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm going to remember to do this. Um, so you've got like your regular weapon melee attacks, then you've got different magic attacks and you can learn different spells as you're going. Then the neat thing about this game, because there's so many neat things about this game, you, you there are these little things called higgledies, and they're like little elemental spirits, and they're just like these cute little things, and so you add them to your party like you would like other characters, and so you can have four dif different higgledies at a time, and so when you go into battle, like these higgledies are like hopping around doing stuff, yeah. Can you say higgledy like five times fast for me real quick? Higgledy, 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 higgledy. I can't, obviously, so was, uh, it's hard to say. I tried it. Um, so yeah, so there's different types, and they have different abilities. And so, like, I feel like there's probably stuff you could learn about how to, like, maximize the use of your higgledies. I never figured that out. You never really have to, because it just... But in battle... They'll be doing stuff, and then eventually they'll be ready to like do a real powerful thing, and so they'll make a little circle around them, and you have to come in the circle and hit X, and they'll do their special ability. And so like some of them will like make a cannon to like shoot out at the enemy. Some of them will make a healing circle and do different things. Um, so they're really helpful, and like you can level them up as well and do different things. I don't, I didn't, I never learned much about my hickledies. It's fine. They're just a nice little thing that helps you out. Um, so I'm going through, I'm playing, I'm having a good time, like, until about chapter four, like, that's really where things kind of started opening up. It was pretty linear up until then, which I was liking, and, like, I hadn't even seen any side quests until there, but, like, that's about the point where you establish your kingdom, and, like, you start building that, you're trying to recruit citizens to your kingdom, and, like, all your side quests are opening up, so it's, like, where you really start to get into the meat of the game, and, like... I didn't I don't have interest in like city building type stuff, but I really enjoyed building my kingdom and managing it in this because um you just start with a little spot and it pretty much tells you like you can put your weapons shop here, you can put your armor shop here. It's like it's not like you're making a lot of decisions. Yeah. You're just putting stuff and then as you recruit citizens, it's like this person would be really good in this spot and so you just put them there and it's really easy. And as you get more people doing stuff, they start earning money for you and they start like gathering supplies for you so you get extra stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, there's a guy who sends you on tasks to just like 
So you have to get tasks to learn intel about how to recruit different citizens. Um, so it's just like, but it's one of those things where like, they're really easy. And like, a lot of the time it'll be like, collect five of this. And then like, I would already have that in my inventory. So I'm like, this oh, is sweet. Nice. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and then you're supposed to be doing like research and stuff in your kingdom as well. So like each of the different shops, like you can research how to make better weapons and do stuff like that. Um, oh, I forgot. So also somewhere around there, there's this other star part that unlocks where you have to do these like battle skirmishes. And so instead of doing like your action fighting, like I talked of, so now like you have like a set of troops with you and you're just like, you go out as Evan and like you have to fight your troops against other troops. And so like, you'll have a set of a squad of swords, a squad of hammers and different things. And you have to try to like fight the enemy squads and like manage your power to like call reinforcements and stuff. Let me tell I did not like the skirmishes like at all. They were pretty rough. You, you keep freezing on me. And so like you're doing this freeze frame and it's like a really weird, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only thing that I didn't like about the game. Oh, I forgot. Okay, so there's this... So I was liking the game, right? But the part that, like, cemented it for me... So every king in this land has something that's called a kingmaker. And the kingmaker is this, like, gigantic, fantastic-looking beast. And so, like, the first one, the one that was at your old kingdom, where the mouse guy took over... Uh, it was like this giant like stag and it had like antlers, but it kind of looked like a griffin as well. It was really fucking badass. So, and as you go along and, and you're doing other stuff in other kingdoms, like you have to fight some of these kingmakers. And like, those are like the huge, like big boss battle fights. And they're really cool. So you can't start your kingdom until you get yourself a kingmaker, right? And so you have to go and you have to go through these trials. And one of them is like a puzzle thing where you have to like, but like, you know, I don't like puzzles, but like, I like this puzzle. Okay. Because it was one of those where you have to like walk a certain path to activate these things in the right order and get through. But like, after you stepped on each block, it would like fall away. So like, you couldn't like backtrack or anything. So you just like had to find the right way through the path. And for some reason, like I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, so you had to do that. And then you had to do like a battle like by yourself without any of your helpers with you. And then like once you prove yourself fully worthy, you get to go get your kingmaker. And so it's like this big epic kind of scene and like there's this huge ball of light and then like your kingmaker like spawns out of it. And like I don't want to spoil what it was yeah, don't because i, I kind of want to play this game like you're really let me just me on tell it. you like this was like like i like i said i was liking the game before but this cemented it i was like oh my god like this is it i'm with you for this ride wherever you want to take me like yes i get you i love what we're doing let's go um and it was just like one of those moments in video games that just like stands out and if you've played the game like you know what i'm talking about it was just so fantastic okay um, and then what else is I going to say? It's just, oh, I forgot the most, one of the most important things. Like the reason that I'm part of the reason why I was liking it so much is everywhere you go, everywhere you're doing music is playing and it's this really good music. It's all fully orchestrated and like every, 
place that you go to and like different scenarios, they've all got their own theme song that'll play. And so it's just like, it's stuff gets stuck in your head. There's this one place called Hydropolis and it just like has this kind of haunting, sad kind of melody, but I just love it. And like the whole game is like that. All the music is so good. And a lot of games like you play and there'll be music at certain points and then it'll kind of fade and you'll just be like, eh, nothing going on really. But like there's music all the time here and that makes it really cool. Um, <clears throat> and like even with... Like, I wasn't doing a ton of side quests and doing stuff. Like, I was just kind of going through the story because that's what I was really into. And it wasn't until, I think, like, chapter six. So there's nine chapters total. And I got to chapter six. And, like, that was the point where I kind of hit a wall and was like, okay, I can't really go any further because this new spot that I'm supposed to go, all the enemies are way higher than me. So, like, normally they've got a white label if they're on par with you. They've got a blue label if they're super easy and like they won't, they'll just ignore you. They don't even want to tangle with you if they're blue. Um, orange means they're a little bit higher than you and you're going to have a tough time. And then red means pretty much you're in trouble because like they're so far above you. And so I went to this area and it was all orange and red enemies. So I was like, fuck. So like I, I had to do grinding for the first time in the game and I was kind of pissed about it at first, but then like I went and was doing these side quests and recruiting my citizens and then but then I kind of got excited about recruiting my citizens so that I could upgrade my kingdom so I was like okay well I guess it's not that bad so I did a little bit of that and I still wasn't leveled enough to go but I was like I'm sick of this I'm just gonna go and deal with it right so I go and I'm fighting like these orange enemies I'm avoiding the red ones still um but I get through them you know and then there was this one kind of kind of puzzly area which I got stuck in it because like you have to like turn the pedestals to like do and get through it. And I spent way too much time because like I couldn't figure out this one part, but really I just had to jump up on this ledge. I thought the ledge was too high for me, but it wasn't. I just needed to jump on it. But anyway, I spent way too much time in there. But the neat thing that happened was like as I was in there like fighting all these enemies and then like they'd respawn and I'd fought him again. Uh, it went from like being all orange enemies to like some of them started turning white. And I was like, oh, like I leveled up enough to like start changing the enemies and that made me really proud of myself um so that was fun um you get to the end of the game and i'm just gonna say like you gotta do some fucking skirmishes at the end and it really sucks because like most of the game i was like i can pretty much ignore these skirmishes it's like eh, it doesn't matter um and like they're not there's not a lot of them and so like, I feel like you have to like repeat them multiple times to try to level up enough to get through them because they kept being higher leveled. Um, so I just skipped a lot of them. I didn't go. Also, I did a real stupid thing, real stupid Cody. So like I'm fighting with my squad, right? I had my four different squads I could use and I'm like, fuck, like, I kind of wish I had better squads because like I want a squad of spears so I could like take on these sword people, never did. Uh, and then I finally recruit, I was pretty far in the game, real far in the game. I recruited a citizen and he's like, yeah, I'm going to come to your, your city and I'm going to bring my troops with me. I was like, oh, cool. I got some new troops. And so I went to like, look at all the troops I had to like switch them out. Cody, I had like 20 different troops that apparently citizens had been bringing to my town and I just Whoa. didn't know because they didn't tell me. I was so mad. But then I had some, some good troops that I could switch out. So, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, the, the when you're going towards your final battle, this the last skirmish, 
there's like a regular skirmish, which is okay. Like, and like a lot of times I'd still be, I'd be under leveled for the skirmish, but I could still get through it. Um, and then you have to do like a skirmish where you're doing regular skirmish stuff, but also fighting a boss at the same time with your troops. And it was real awkward and it took a really long time. And I'm not one of those people who's a fan of really long boss fights. Like I don't, I don't get a lot of joy out of that. So that sucked. But then you got through it and then you get to the final boss stuff and it's actual pretty cool stuff at the end. Um, I will say there was, there's one thing I spoiled myself on accidentally because I wanted to look up a voice actor. So I went to IMDb and while I was there, I saw the name of a character that I wasn't supposed to know yet. And I was like, oh, that's too bad that I know that, but that's fine. It's no big deal. But then at the end, there was still just like one more little thing and it took me by surprise, and it was really good, and it got me a little choked up, a little emotional. Oh, so, so yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was real good. Um, I just had a blast with this game, Cody. If if I had played this game last year, I like my my top ten list would have been different. And I was thinking about it, and I feel like I feel like this would have been my number three game. I oh, think it would have like, yeah, because I mean, I had God of War, I had Tetris Effect. And then I'm pretty sure I had Strange Brigade, and I feel like this would have knocked Strange Brigade down a notch, but it's really good. Like, I want to go back and buy the first Nino Kuni game, even though it's only on, like, PS3, but it's, like, 20 bucks. I'm like, it should go on sale, and then I'll, I'll get that one and try it, but it's just, it's such a fun game. See, I apparently must have been, like, I don't know, I guess I just heard some weird things about Nino Kuni 2. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was be similar to Pokemon, and mm-hmm. apparently not. So I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. No, not really at all. I mean, kind of. You kind of can collect these Higgledies, but it's not really at all the same. It's no. like an action RPG. Yeah, I want to play it. Like it's so good. I've been looking at it for a long time, but yeah, I want to try it. You really just sold me on a lot of stuff, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Yes, so definitely yeah. check it out. All right, Cody, you've returned to an old friend as well. Yeah. Maybe, you'd say? Um, yeah, so Avengers came out. Yeah. I got the Marvel bug. I was like, all right, we'll play mm-hmm. some superhero stuff. Um, and so, a while back, we bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Because I think like a long time ago we had planned like a series based on those, and we just never did it. So, never did it. Um <laughs> So I downloaded Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Which, and you like, played it before. Yeah, I played yeah. both of them before. Um, downloaded Marvel Ultimate Alliance again and hopped in because I was like, I want to fucking play the Avengers pretty much. Uh, couple things. Still a lot of fun. Like, still a really good game. Like, the story's kind of interesting. I like ARPGs. Like, I think Diablo, Path of Exile, things like that. It's pretty much that. Uh, Marvel Heroes Omega was one of my favorite games of all time, uh, and this is like you can see where Marvel mm-hmm. Heroes Omega got a lot of stuff from this. Um, another reason I wanted to play this is because like the third one's coming out this year uh, in June. I want to say was it June or July. June or July. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to play. They're not going to be tied together. I know that, but like I was just like wanted Ooh. to get like a feel for how those games are going to be. Um, so pretty much 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance, if you've never played it or never heard of it, is you make a team of four Marvel characters, uh, and you kind of go through and, like, we're just clearing out levels, and you get to boss fights, and, like, you can upgrade characters, you can unlock abilities for the characters. Do you get to pick any of the four that you want from the start, or do you have to, like, go through and unlock the ability to use different characters? I feel like... I don't know, I don't, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but like, I don't know if I, for some reason, the additions that I bought, mm-hmm. just all the characters, like a bunch of characters are unlocked from the start, but I swore <laughs> like you started with a couple characters and you had to do things to unlock the others, yeah. but I don't, maybe I'm misremembering, it's been a very long time, these games yeah. back on like the PS2 for some of them, okay. um, and so yeah, like I had a bunch of characters unlocked already, apparently, so... I was playing through the first level, and like the first level, you have to play as I think it's Cap, Captain America, Thor, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. And I want to say like these are kind of based on the Ultimate game uh, comics. So like, okay. So like the Thor looks like the, the Ultimate comics Thor. Um, and then like after that, you can kind of like change characters out as you like. Because then I went to like Cap, Hawkeye, Hulk, and Wolverine. Um, I see, I, I like. I like this. I hope they kind of keep the because uh, you can unlock different abilities. Like for Captain America, I got to have a shield throw, but then also I got to like have a power up where like I made it to where like I attacked faster and like so like while the three AI for the other characters were like dealing with like little bad guys, I was fighting one of the first boss fights. Spoiler is Fing Fang Foom, and like mm-hmm. it's like you're on the deck of the helicarrier. Like, Fing Fing Foom is, like, flying around, like, so you gotta hop on a cannon, shoot him down. When he's on the ground, like, you gotta beat him up, ball dodging fire, and, like, so I would, what I would do is, like, knock him out of the air. When he lands in the helicarrier, use the power-up I have mm-hmm. to where I attack faster, run up to his, like, shins, and just punch him in the shins a lot. Um, <laughs> that's what it pretty much looked like. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and what playing this game... One, it excited me for the third one. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Uh, I hope they kind of keep the gameplay the same because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If it's it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, Two, this made me really sad that Marvel Heroes Omega died. Yeah. uh, Because, like, man did, like, an MMORPG based around the Marvel Universe. Was that a lot of fun for me? I know the game had its issues, um, but, like, God, was it fun. I dropped so much money on that game, though. So maybe it's a good thing it died. Um, thirdly, I think there is so much money, especially right now, as you're coming off the Avengers hype and like all that. I think if Marvel is not sitting there looking at some kind of shared universe, MMO, like Marvel game, where you just play as the characters. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an ARPG. Like, just something. Like a dating sim? Fuck yeah. I'll play it. I don't give a shit. Like, if you're just, like, if you're I not looking so at that, well. realizing, like, hey, yeah. people will buy this and play it, yeah. I think they're insane. I think they need to seriously sit down and look at it. Because, like, right now, like, I can tell you, like, so many people are probably like, man, World Heroes Omega sounds so good right now. Well, there's still that Avengers game that Crystal Dynamics is working oh, yeah. on that we haven't heard anything on. Maybe yeah. we'll hear something Jesus. about it at E3. Hopefully. Maybe? Hopefully. That's coming up soon. Know. Three is good. Yeah, June. Okay, wow, jeez. Yeah. Exciting. Um, yeah, like, it was a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the third one. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we probably should get a trailer soon, like another one, 
like maybe some gameplay stuff. I feel like that's going to start coming soon. And, and it'll be four-player co-op, right? So, I mean, yeah. you'll be able to play together. But, I mean, you know, you got to work out that Discord over your phone voice chat because, like, well, you're not going to be able to... because Discord's on the Switch now, I remember. No. Actually, that was that was fake news. That was... Really? No, yeah. Yeah. I was really disappointed when I saw that. That was total. That was fake. Really? Oh man! It's not real, unfortunately. I thought so I saw Nintendo cool. tweet that out. Too. It, no, see, they do this thing on Twitter where they make they like change their name and they change their icon to look at it, but then if you look at their actual at name, it's wow. something else. Okay. So they totally faked it. it. Faked me out. I posted it yeah. in our Discord. I was like, "Oh, look at this!" I was really, I was getting ready for bed, so I was like, "I'm gonna look into it later." And then when I went to look into it. I was like, "No, this is this is not real." I'm so Damn. disappointed. People are mean. Stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, why would you do that? Like, too? why would you do that? don't be a jerk so um so yeah sorry for that at least um just yeah really miss marvel heroes omega such a good game gone too soon marvel's my alliance a lot of fun i'm probably gonna like keep hopping back into it and playing it leading up to i thought about i was like oh i could like probably play this and the second one before the third one came out but then i was like yeah that's a lot of work we'll see though yeah We'll I say. think I'm probably going to skip and just do the third one. Yeah. I'm lazy. So. Felt really good to speak throwing the fuck. Well, so Cap has the shield throw ability. What I didn't realize is if you like, because you have to hit like L2 plus X. What I didn't realize is if you hold those, you can start directing the shield where to go. Oh, oh man. Because I was first, I was like, oh man, what if I could like, control this a little bit? And then, oh yeah. Once I figured that out, I was <laughs> making it go everywhere, hitting everything, and I was like, oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, cool. really good. A lot of fun. All right. Well, I'm glad you're at least a little bit getting your Marvel fix, because, you know, we all need it. All right. Um, so the, la- the last thing that I've been playing this week. It's called SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamech. And I, like I posted, I was playing this game and I was like up into chapter four before I realized that it was Gilgamech and not Gilgamesh. And the reason it's Gilgamech is because everybody's robots. It's a SteamWorld thing. And it's just like, it's just, a, it's a pun. And the whole game is filled with these lovely puns. They have a really good time with it. They have such a good sense of humor. And I love it. Spoiler alert, I love this game also. Um, so, this is a deck building card game that is a RPG. Turn-based card playing RPG. Like, I don't know what to, to call it, really. Like, what do you call it's a card it? Game, like a card, card game. It's a card game. So, uh, like, I've talked about Slay the Spire before, and that's, like, what really got me into card games, and I really liked it, and it's not on Switch yet. So, uh, this was coming out. It's $25, and I was like, it just looked cool, and I was like, I'm going to play a card game. Um, I will warn you, the first chapter is really boring, and doesn't seem very fun, but then if you think about it as, this is my tutorial chapter, I'm just learning the basics, so I only have, like, these basic attacks, and it's not... I'm not thinking, I'm not planning, I'm not doing much, I'm just learning how to play. And it's pretty. It's a pretty quick chapter, so you go through it pretty fast. But then once you start getting stuff where you're unlocking new cards and like can really make your strategies and think about how you want to play, then it gets a lot more interesting. Um, so your basic story is you start out with Copernica, who is an alchemist, 
who's kind of like like a college dropout. She's left the academy and is just doing her own thing. Um, Armily, who is wants to be in the Heroes Guild, but the heroes like won't let her join the guild. So like, no, you're not good enough. Um, and then Galio, who is like kind of the nerd who lives in his mom's basement, but he's cool. He's cool. Okay, so uh, Copernica is more like your mage. Armorly is like your warrior, and Galio is kind of like your tank and healer. Um, so, does that not? This is a very interesting combo: tank and healer, okay, like a paladin almost. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. He's like, because I mean, he's got the biggest health pool, and then also he's got the badass healing spells that you need. So, um, you go and you're fighting all these other robots, and there's. <laughs> There's a really good story. So, like, there's, you know, an evil that's taking over the land and you're trying to figure stuff out and dealing with all the different enemy types that come along. And it's a fun story. You unlock two more uh, characters that you can play as along the way. And then there's, like, there'll be a merchant. And they have fun with this merchant because she's got this, like, big wagon. And so, like, anywhere you go, she'll, like, pop up with her wagon. And you'll be like, how did you get there? We just, like, had to climb all these stairs and go through this. She's like, yeah, the wagon's real maneuverable. It's fine. Um, so it's it's got really good humor. You can buy new cards. You can upgrade some of your cards. And then I don't know if this is the way that, like, other card games work which I've never played one like this, that's the RPG. Um, but as your character is leveling up, like your health will increase, but then also like your cards increase. Uh, so like they level up to a certain degree as you do. And yeah. then some for more bigger level stuff, you can go to the merchant to upgrade them with using materials that you get from battle. Um, you get accessories that you can use and like different weapons that give you different boosts and stuff. Um, so there's, really a lot of customization and a lot of options for you to like decide how you want to play and like what kind of what kind of style you want to go for um i should say like so obviously you've got your your basic attacks that don't cost any points and then they as you when you use a basic attack you get like a little steam gear and as you build your steam gears those are like your magic and so mm. some of your cards require the magic and so you have to like build up your basics to get the magic to use your good cards so um it's just like about balancing out like how you want to do stuff and then if so each character that you have can have eight cards in their deck when you go into a battle um and then you've got three characters, so they're all shuffled together, and then you're dealt a hand of, like, six cards, and you can play three cards for your turn. That's all you can play. Um, but you, if you want to, like, use, like, a healing potion or use something like that, that counts as one of your cards as well. So you just have to, like, plan stuff out. Um, if you play all three cards from the same hero, uh, you get a bonus card that gets to come out. And so, like, each, depending on, like, what type of weapon that person is using, they'll have a certain card that they get to use. So, like, Copernica's was really cool because she has this, like, uh, barrier shield that she gives everybody. So if you can play three of her cards in one turn, everybody gets a little barrier shield for a while. Um, and then, like, if I wanted to get a different weapon of hers, like, sometimes it would have this, like, thunder wave spell, which I think would, like, knock everybody back. But I was like, fuck that, I want my barrier. I'm, like, all about protection, okay? Um, and then there's also, that's that's what they both said, so. <laughs> Keep it safe, kids. Keep yeah. it safe. Um, 
There's also some cards that you'll get that will do a combo with somebody else. So it's like if I play Galio's Gigaton Punch card, if I've played any card from Armory right before that one, it gives uh, Galio's card an extra an extra strength to it. So that's pretty cool as well. So you gotta like yeah, work out like the different things that you can do to maximize your your stuff. Um, there's there's another hero that you get that has different masks that they wear and like when like each mask gives a certain different kind of buff and like sometimes you'll play a card and it says it'll have this effect but then also it'll change your mask and like I feel like that's the kind of upper level character where like you really gotta like plan and strategize and know what you're doing to use that one I didn't use that one very much I was like no I'm gonna stick with these others um but also, since it's got different difficulty levels you can play on, I was playing on easy, and it was, like, it was perfect for me. Because it was, like, just enough thinking to, like, you know, feel like I'm doing something good, but, like, not enough to, like, get me frustrated, right? Um, and, like, most of, for the majority of the game, like, I would I would be fine. Like, I wouldn't come close to losing any of my characters, like, and I did, like... Just the if you if you have enough healing spells with you and the way you do stuff, like you can go into a battle with lower health and then come out with like higher health at the end just because you literally played your cards right. So it's it's really cool that you can do that. Um, it's just fun. I had a blast with this game. Oh, there's also because like after you get to a certain point, this like kind of battle arena unlocks. And this is just some place that you can come like whenever you feel like it and like just battle enemies to like level yourself up and get special rewards out of it. So, and there's like quite a few like levels inside there. It's not necessary for the story at all, but it's a place where you can come. So like maybe you finish the story and you're like, man, there's no more story, but I can still come and do this and have fun with it. Um, also you can go back at any time after you finish a chapter, like there's like a table of contents and you can go back to any chapter that you want to fight the enemies again and level up. Oh, also there's like healing, uh, statues. And when you go heal at a statue, it makes all the enemies that you defeated respawn. So if you wanted to go just like grind and level up, you could do that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do that at all. Um, I did, there was at one point, cause like, only the characters that you're playing will get XP and level up. And so I'd been playing with this same set of three for a while. And I was like, oh, like these other two were kind of falling behind. I was like, maybe I should go play with them for a little bit and level them up. So I did a battle or two with them. And then I was like, you know what? I just, I don't like these characters as much. Yeah. Like I want to stick with these others. So like really there's no point in me leveling these guys up. Uh, Cause like I should just get my, my ones that I like as high as possible. So, um, but man, it's a blast. It was like uh, maybe like 12 or 13 hours to play through the story on easy mode. Um, and I, I would recommend it. And like it's it's one where like I could go back, like I could go back and play with those other characters now and just go through some stuff and just, you know, have fun, level them up, try, try different things, try different techniques. Because um, like depending on what type of enemy you're fighting, like... There's some some bullshit, Cody, okay? So some there's certain enemies that like when you do a physical attack on them, they deal physical damage back to you. And so like you really need to only use your magic attacks on them. So those guys sucked. Um there's some enemies that uh have have health regeneration spells as well. Hated those guys. 
there's different status effects that can be afflicted on you and like you've got different um items you can use to to get those effects gone but there's somebody there well there's a couple people actually i think that fucking like petrify you like turn you to stone for a little while and like i don't think any of your stuff can turn that off so that was frustrating i hated those so like you always have to target those enemies first when you're in a battle um but yeah it's a good time it's a real good game it's really fun it's really funny um at one point they made the Somebody said something like, Shirley, you can't be serious. And they did the, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. I was like, yes, I love you. It's just so funny. Um, I recommend it highly. I'd say, I mean, obviously, if you like card games, definitely go play this game. But even if you don't, if you've never played one, I feel like this would be a good one to start with because like, it eases you in. Like, It's not just about the combat it's got this story to lead you in uh it like i said it's the easy's pretty easy so like you've got time to get your feet wet and get used to it without like getting your ass handed to you so yeah i like it i recommend it also like it made me want to go play steamworld heist which this company image and form games they make all these steamworld different types of games and apparently this heist game it's like a a shooter but like it's like a 2D uh, kind of side scrolling, I think. But like you have to like ricochet your bullets off of stuff to like go hit other people, and I believe it's turn based also. So I'm gonna check that one out next probably because it looks pretty cool. But yeah, Steamworld Quest, it's great. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, also, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, this one had really good music too. So the thing is like, sometimes it has just like your classical whatever da -da 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 music. Sometimes you go into battle and it's fucking rocking out, okay? It's got guitars, it's like shredding, it's like going like crazy. I'm like, where did this come from? But it's fantastic. Um, and this one doesn't have voice acting per se because it's all robots and you see their text. And so like, they just make little weird robot noises. Um, and for some reason, like, I really like the robot noises. And I don't know, I just had a good, like, you go and you just, like, smash scenery as you're doing stuff. And, like, it'll make this little noise. And I'm just like, yeah, I can listen to these robots all day. Which is weird. Because, like, it should be annoying, but it's not. So, yes. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. So. I definitely want to give it a try eventually. Because, like, everything you said, and I watched, like, a yeah. video of somebody playing. And I was like... This seems like right up my alley because like, I really like Slate of Spire. Card mm -hmm. games are my jam. So yeah, I definitely want to try it. I think you'd definitely like this one. And you'd probably play that tougher hero because you'd probably like all that. I think you would. Okay. Excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move into some news. We're going to try to go through the news pretty quick. <laughs> if I can talk. Because um, we've got a lot of just weird weird fucking stories this week like what's going on in the world i don't know okay first up so there's this game called a dark room and Brittany was talking about this on what's good games last week and like she wouldn't she didn't want to spoil like she said it was hard to talk about without spoiling it and it's like a text-based resource management game which what the fuck does that even mean right yeah but like and she said it's it really she didn't think she'd like it but it surprised her and it was really interesting and intriguing and mysterious and like i like mysterious things it was only supposed to be like five dollars or something 
I do like mysteries. Um, uh, yes. I like mysterious things. If it's mysterious, it's intriguing, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I immediately like I paused the podcast and I was like, let me go get my switch and I wanna like go download this game. And I couldn't find it. I was searching for it and it just wasn't showing up. I was like, that's weird, I'll look on the computer later. I looked on the computer and it was like like the search results would have a page for it and you'd click on it and it's the Nintendo page. <clears throat> and it said, whoops, like this page is not available. And I was like, what's going on? And like I tweeted at the company and was like, "Hey, I'm trying to find your game. Like I can't find it. Help me!" And they never tweeted back. Um, so then this news story comes out. So apparently, the developer of this game included this secret code editor inside his game, which like you could only get to if you plugged in a keyboard and hit the like tilde key. Which, like, no one's ever going to do that, like, right? Like, I didn't even know you could plug in a keyboard to yeah. the Switch, right? Um, so it's a weird thing, and it's like, it's not even, like, you couldn't even do much with the code editor. You could just, like, have some fun changing some stuff in the game, right? So, I mean, I guess that's a big no-no, just having a code editor snuck into the game that they didn't know about. So, okay, the developers like, hey, let me just tweet about this and make sure everybody knows what I did. And so he puts it out there and like Nintendo's like, you did what now? No, this is not okay. And so they pulled the game from the shop. And I'm just like, what were you thinking? Like, yeah. why? Okay, I can understand sneaking something in and having a good time. Like, yeah, this is my secret. It's there. But then you don't go tell everybody about it. Like, that's just asking to get caught. Um, and also, apparently, like, his publisher is pissed because they didn't know about it. And, like, now that's damaged their relationship with Nintendo. Yeah. And, like, this dude's just, like, fucked up his future. Because, like, it, I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't understand what he was thinking. Um... So it's, that's why uh, I couldn't find the game. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a smart decision. Like, really, if, I feel bad for the publisher because, like, they probably didn't like think to look for yeah. that because no, it's yeah. not something you should why have to you? look for. Yeah, and yeah, like having an Easter egg in your game is a nice thing. Mm -hmm. Having an entire code editor that you have to plug a keyboard into—that's going a little far. Just yeah. Well, having something that you know Nintendo is going to be pissed about is like. Probably too far. A hundred percent. He was like, I didn't know they would be that bad about it. And it's like, you should know. You should know. You should friend. know. You should know. That's fine. So let that be a lesson to you. Probably don't do stuff that you know is, could get you in trouble. But B, if you do do stuff that's going to get you in trouble, don't tell everybody about oh, yeah. it. Don't tweet about maybe it. Maybe keep it a secret. Maybe. Yeah. Just that's maybe if you want. If I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Um, Cody, do you want to start us off on this next story? Yeah, so this is some pretty big news. So Epic Games has bought Psionics, the uh, makers of Rocket League. Um, that's pretty big, because like, Rocket League's like been doing their own thing. and like Rocket League is huge! Yeah, like they have partnerships with some very big companies. Like They're partnered with the WB and like, stuff like that. Like It's pretty big that Epic bought them. So, like, uh, and like... One of the things spinning out of this was originally reported that, so with them buying Psionics, Rocket League was going to come off the Steam Store. That has since been rectified from what you told me. 
Yeah, just today I saw something they're like, no, you'll still be able to, we're not saying you can't buy it on Steam anymore, which, because their first statement made it sound like you wouldn't be able to. Um, So yeah. Um, So that leads into another comment that was made, but I think like, first off, like, it's pretty cool, like, good for Psyonix, like, this is like an independent team that's been working on this game for a very long time, and like, they deserve everything they're going to get from this. Um, I give it two months before we see Fortnite cars and Rocket League and Rocket League cars and Fortnite. Oh, there's going to be a Fortnite mode with, with cars. 100%. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Um, but this is a weird thing for me because about, I want to say maybe about a week ago, Epic made a comment. I feel like it was longer. Was it longer? Yeah. Um, Epic made a comment like publicly that they would stop doing exclusive games when Steam started paying developers more. And what a backwards fucking comment that is, because... Like, what? Like, it's a statement where, like, they I feel like they thought, like, oh, we make this comment, we're the good guys no matter what. In actuality, it just kind of makes you look like a dick. Because, yeah. like, the only reason you're making games exclusive to your store is because you're not happy with, with your competitor. Makes no sense. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't add up. Like it's so weird. It's just granted, Steam should pay developers more, like a hundred percent. Like okay, I'm with yes. you. Yes. But that's their their discretion. Like there's probably something they have to do that like their reason they pay their developers is what they pay. Somewhat. I'm sure they could pay developers more. But to make this comment, I was just like, what the fuck? Like and so when the first it was like, Oh, Rocket League is only gonna be on the Epic Game Store eventually, there's no Steam. Yeah. I was like, Why like just let things be everywhere stop this bullshit like it's like i've said before that i feel like this whole epic games situation that's going on is like this weird reality tv show that i'm just like fascinated with and like this is just even more like like we have no idea like what's going on with epic like you know they make their massively successful fortnite game we're like yeah okay epic's doing cool things and like oh we're gonna watch this epic game store we're like oh okay so now they're like you know trying to rival steam okay now they're like oh we're buying a game developer company it's like what are they they're like they've got some goals okay back here we don't even know about like like they're trying to they're really making something of themselves like the next announcement they're gonna be making a fucking console okay like this is like they're just going crazy like trying to make themselves into i don't even understand what but it's like huge whatever it is i do i i think something i kind of am fearful of with this because you know they're kind of getting a little big for their britches let's say um is that epic does make the unreal engine and i'm kind of fearful they're gonna be like oh Unless you start, like, either only being on the Epic Game Store, you can't use our engine anymore. Things like that. I'm worried about those kind of things. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can see why you would be. I'm not super worried about that just because, like, it's been out there for so long. I'm yeah. sure they make so much money from it. They want everyone using Unreal Engine. And, like, when they set up the Epic Game Store, they were like... They, they said, you know, like, you're going to get charged this much if you put it on Epic Game Store. If you put it on Steam and use Unreal Engine, you're going to get charged more. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've got it. They've got it set up, but I don't think they want to limit who uses that because I think they sure. want everyone using yeah. that. 
Um, it's very interesting because, like, I, do do they stop here? Also, I did not even realize. No, that. no, I thought they're not stopping. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not. I how why, how did Microsoft or like any like Sony? How have they not bought Psionics? Like, this is a very big like win for Epic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I'm shocked that Microsoft didn't buy it. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for Epic. Well, like, I feel like, I mean, I know Epic is like having exclusives on their store, but I feel like Microsoft or Sony, if they'd bought something, they would have wanted to lock it down more oh, and true. definitely make it exclusive to them. And Psionics was probably resistant to that because everybody plays Rocket League everywhere, and yeah. they want to want to keep that. And I, feel, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, they do. And I feel like Epic is still going to, like, let them, like, be everywhere. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, okay. that makes sense, yeah, that they're probably resistant to being bought out. Okay. The one thing, like, because, I mean, we just had the article about Crunch at mm. Fortnite and how people are being so overworked to, like, get stuff out. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't know, the more stuff that Epic is doing, like, that just means more crazy work. I don't know. Random thoughts came to my head. Yeah. Bungie is now a third-party developer. Epic yeah. buys Bungie. Holy shit. Because That'd be weird. Once Destiny 2 is done and they do Destiny 3, like that's either going on like the Steam store or like it's not going to be on the Battle.net launcher because Battle.net's for Activision and stuff. And it's not going to oh. be Activision anymore. So they're going to need to like start looking at partnerships. That's so fucking weird because like, all be three weird. Destiny games will be on different launchers then, right? Because Destiny 1 wasn't on... Yeah, Destiny it's 1 not is on... not on PC at all, so yeah. Oh, it's not? <laughs> Oops, sucks to be yeah. PC players. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> huh. of, okay. I'm interested to see that. Oh, if that happens, that's going to be crazy. All right. Ooh, that's okay. a rabbit hole. All right, well. Good there's, for there's just There's and stuff going on, man. We don't know what's happening. Good for them. If everybody's happy, I'm happy for them. But yeah. I don't know. I hope, it's, I hope it goes well. Yeah. We'll have to see. Can't we'll wait see. to have a... Uh, Loot Llama car on Rocket League. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the thing. It's been a while since I played Fortnite. Yeah. But yeah. Long time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one story that you can come back to, because let me go to from one crazy to another crazy. Okay. So, all right. Borderlands Three had another little live stream. They're showing stuff off. Okay. I, I oh, this guess is like. This is the big reveal of it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, like, their big thing where they're like, hey, here's gameplay, content creators are here, crazy stuff. All right, sorry, Cody. Let me tell you, Cody, the last one I watched for Borderlands 3 was so boring that I just had no interest in watching this one, okay? So I didn't didn't watch it. This is what I'm hearing afterwards, okay? Randy Pitchford, um, leader of Gearbox Games. It's Gearbox, right? Yeah, it's Gearbox. Is he oh, leader of Gearbox. Gearbox or is he leader of the Borderlands team? I feel like he's leader he's Gearbox. Gearbox. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry, okay all right. So he's talking about stuff. He's like getting people hyped. He's like, hey, there's going to be no microtransactions in this game. But then later it's like, oh yeah, but there, I mean, you can buy cosmetics stuff. Um, so um, I would say reasonably, Game Informer published an article that said along the lines of Despite what Randy Pitchford said about there being no microtransactions, uh, there are microtransactions to buy cosmetics. And <laughs> so this is on Twitter, right? They posted their article. Randy Pitchford 
is pissed. And he's replying back to them saying like uh, something about like your shitty clickbait article. How could you do this? You know what I was talking about. Like you're totally making this seem like I was lying. And like there's this back and forth. Like you should go find Game Informer's tweet about this and just read through all the responses that go back and forth. Um, Because like he's straight up attacking Game Informer and being like, you're damaging my reputation. How he's like calling people out personally. He's like, Andy, how could you do this to me? And it's just like, but you said there were no microtransactions, but buying cosmetics are microtransactions. Yeah. So we're all just like, what what is happening right now? One, it's, it's fucking crazy. Randy Pitchford is going Randy off. Randy Pitchford is—he's got. He's, I feel like this probably fucking... comes from a place of because I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, but a few months ago, a story came out about a video he had and something about a magic show. There was a story about Randy Pitchford. I feel like he's probably now very overprotective of his image because of that story. Everyone who likes game video games probably knows something about this Randy Pitchford story. Um, so I feel like he's very like protective of his image ever since then and so when they were like he's a liar he was like oh fuck no I am not a liar people fuck you and like yeah he's it's something I read the entire thing and I was like okay man like you're just take a step back like that's what he said I mean they were just repeating what he said and I think there needs to be because like there are people who are just like I understand, like, being loyal to a brand and, like, being yeah. like, hey, like, we love Borderlands. Like, how dare you, like, write something bad about Borderlands? But if you come out and say there are no microtransactions, and what you mean is there are no loot boxes. Yes. You need to clarify, hey, there's no loot boxes. Yeah. You can still buy cosmetics. There's nothing wrong with cosmetics that you pay money for because you choose to buy those. Loot boxes mm-hmm. are an entirely different fucking problem in the microtransaction universe. Um but don't come out and be like, hey, there are no microtransactions. Act like you are some hoity-toity big shot because, oh my god, we have no microtransactions. We're we're the knight in shiny armor you've been looking for. And then, turns out, no, you're a lying piece of shit. There are microtransactions. Like, don't do that. And, uh, no, it's bad. And, well, hold on. I mean, and he's not, he's probably, he wasn't trying to be dishonest or lie. He was probably just, like, caught up in the moment and whatever. Like, I'm not thinking that he was purposely trying to deceive people. Because obviously they're going to, like, know what it is. He was just like, I don't know. He just misspoke, said something in a way he should not have said it. It wasn't well yeah, thought he probably out, perhaps. Did, but then it was, like, doubly, doubling down on it on Twitter. Yeah. It was a little, like, all right, man. Like, you're not looking good right now. Um, I think the I think the issue is is that certain game informers going to call him on it. I'm sure, like, Kotaku will call him out on it. But there were, like, people who were flown out there specifically and paid to, like, do yeah. stuff for them and like they're probably gonna have like a legal thing where like they can't talk about that so like it's good on game informer to like come out and like say stuff about it well so. and and also just good on the game informer staff because like the staff members were replying and like being supportive of the author of that article and be like yeah. you know they this is this is what was said we're just reporting the news we're not trying to attack anybody so um good on them for for staying staying true to their to their team so um for the borderlands 3 reveal event overall i refuse to watch anything because i don't want to be spoiled on anything like i want to go in and like be fresh on that game so like there are like thousands of videos on youtube so be careful if you're trying to avoid anything because like i've been dodging videos with the right 
Cool. Yeah. Like I said, I just got... I mean, the la- the trailer from the first event was really cool, but like I I don't have an interest in sitting through a second event. And I saw enough that I'm excited about it, so it's like, yeah. you know, Fair. I'm good. Fair. Yeah. All right. Cody, you got our next news story? Yeah, so... Um, to start. So Mortal Kombat 11 released last week. Um, pretty big, like... The reveal at uh, the Game Awards is really awesome, things like that. Uh, but some stuff has come out ever since the release, and it's looking pretty bad. Um, like, the first step is that at Netherrealm, uh, there was unbelievable crunch. Like, ridiculous amounts of crunch. And... One kind of also just, like, abusive contractors and, yeah. like, the way they were treated. And the, the thing I read was saying how... I th- well, I'm sorry, it's the, uh, the article you sent me to read. Um, it was saying how a lot of these contractors were, like, fresh out of school. Like, this was their first big job. They were trying really hard to, like, impress uh, the people at ne- ne- Netherrealm. Um, Netherrealm or Neverrealm? Ne- Nether, like any I'm just thinking of Nether regions, and I'm like, that's not it. I mean, um, I- but anyway, okay, so they were working real hard. They're getting pushed, and, like... Like, the the executives and stuff were, like, leading them on and then, like, never hiring any of the people who put in all this hard work and, yeah. like, being kind of abusive to them. Yeah. Um, which is really not cool to hear. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this last night. We were recording this on May 2nd. I saw this on May 1st. Uh, Way, author from Waypoint released an article and then today on May 2nd author from Kotaku released an article talking about how Ronda Rousey, the uh, UFC slash WWE uh, wrestler, um, did voice acting for Sonya Blade in the game. Um, and if you do some research on Ronda Rousey, which I did not know any of this until prior to reading these articles, uh, she's in the past made some transphobic comments and some other comments about uh, some school shootings and stuff like that that we won't discuss uh, beyond that. Uh, but the main issue I have with this, that's a, that's a whole fucking thing. Like, I'm not even going to get into that because, like, I have so many thoughts on that. Like, don't be a piece of shit. That's all I got to say. Um, the thing that bothers me most is that they pretty much used Ronda Rousey as, like, a cash grab and hired her to do voice acting. If you have, you can find the Twitter video of, like, some of the line delivery she gave. Um... The only thing I can compare them to is uh, Tommy Wiseau, and I like Tommy Wiseau. I don't like Ronda Rousey. Um, it's voice acting, let's just say that. Um, it's. I think it's very bad for a lot of reasons. As someone who, like, in their wildest dreams, aspires to be a voice actor, like, you guys have heard me do voices on the show, and, like, I'm nowhere at the level of those people who were professional voice actors. But, like, a few years ago, we had a voice acting strike because they weren't getting the healthcare that they needed. There were people overworked and like losing their job at 30 because they couldn't talk anymore. Like this is a very like important business to a lot of people. Like voice acting is a serious business that people love and respect. And it's something we need in video games because like you want voice acting. Like you, like reading things is fun. Don't get me wrong. But the voice acting, like you wouldn't have the guy who voices Kratos, whose names I'm fucking forgetting off the top of my head right now. Christopher like, Judge, I think. Christopher Judge. Like you wouldn't have yeah, Nathan Drake and like all these people like and Evan from Nino Kuni 2, which I was just saying was great voice acting. Yeah. Like, and so the fact that they, because Mortal Kombat 10 
they had an actual voice actor like whose professional job mm-hmm. is to do that voicing Sonya Blade, and they chose to not rehire that person and instead give it to Ronda Rousey, who put no effort in, and like yeah. her back, her, her previous history stuff, like that's just bad altogether. And like I think, like I have never personally come out on this podcast and be like, "Hey, don't support a game." I'm putting my foot down. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, do not support Mortal Kombat 11. Because it's bullshit on a number of levels. The way they treated their developers, and then this bullshit with how they're... And, like, it sucks. They treat to punish, like, other voice actors that are in this game. Like, stuff like that. But, like, this is just not cool. It's not something I stand by. And it bothers me. Like, reading these articles, I was, like, basically shaking from anger. Because, like, voice acting is very important to me. Like, it's something I respect a lot. Like... I remember when the voice acting strike was going on and like how bad I felt for those people and like how bad I felt for voice actors who were still like taking jobs because like they had to like they had to provide and like they had to do like what they had to do and like it sucks. And so like yeah like this I go read the Waypoint article and go read the Kotaku article. Like they're very interesting reads. They shine some light on some very bad stuff and like it I really wonder how like Ronda Rousey is going to respond to them because she doesn't respond very well to critics sometimes. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, but yeah, I I will not be supporting Mortal Kombat 11. And in a few years when Mortal Kombat 12 or like Injustice 3 comes up, I'll be reading very interestingly into like what they do there because I'm not going to support yeah. a developer who does that to the, uh, a publisher who does that to developers. I'm not going to support that. That's very shady. So yeah. Well, I mean, you have to be careful making that statement because as we're learning every yeah, day, it true. seems like all developers are being treated that way at these yeah. publishers. It's 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 everywhere. Um, so, and we don't, I don't, I don't know, hopefully Sucks. it will change. Um, maybe if like unions get traction, like it'll, it'll be something that helps it. But it's just like, seems like at least once a week. We have a new article about a game developer who who is crunching and and abusing their employees like that. Um, seems like every every new game that is released has has this same backstory, which is unfortunate. Um, so I don't know. I I guess we'll see what happens. Hopefully things get better. Hopefully. Um, I mean, I, I really do. I think there probably needs to be a union. Like I know. Uh... Jason Schreier from Kotaku has been talking about it for a while, and I agree with him. I think there probably needs to be. And I feel like the the really unfortunate thing is, like, you can say, I'm not going to support this game because of these reasons. And there are going to be people who are also going to say, I'm not going to support this game because of these reasons. But then I feel like the majority of people who buy these games don't follow the industry. They don't look into things. They have no idea what's going on. They're just like, oh, yeah, this looks like a cool game. I guess I'm going to get it. Um... And so as long as they're still making money, like, I don't know. I feel like they're not going to change as much. So yeah. it's just a really unfortunate situation. So I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of unfortunate situations, I don't know. This is just in further weird news today. Okay. So the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer came out this week. And a lot of people hated it. Cody, you didn't hate it. What did did you think? So, hold on to your seats. 
I like the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. I had no problem with it. My biggest complaint with the trailer? Why was he walking around a gangster's paradise? Yeah, that was weird. That was a that's weird fun. music choice. Like, yeah. anything else? Anything. Um, I'll admit, the CGI for Sonic, a little strange. But, like, we're not going to get a direct one-to-one. Like, yeah. just not something that happens. I mean, granted, like, the Detective Pikachu. It looks like a Pikachu. Whatever. Um... <laughs> We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I I'm a big I, I like Jim Carrey as an actor. I think he's funny. Like I've always liked him in all of his stuff. Um, so him as uh, I'm not a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. So apologies. It's Doctor Robotnik, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, wait, no, is he? Yes, Doctor Robotnik. Because here's the thing. I was I was watching it and I was like, isn't is isn't Doctor Robotnik a robot? Which I he might not be. I played Sonic. He, I don't he rides remember around it. In a robot, he rides around in a robot, but I guess he's not. But I just expected him to be a robot, and when he wasn't, I was like, "Huh, okay." But I think that was just me not knowing what's going on. Yeah, um, I think he's going to do pretty good. And like everyone's like, he doesn't look like it from the video games. But like by the, at the end of the trailer, they do show him as like pretty much. He's just not fat. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be an all right movie. Like I don't think it's going to be bad. I like the trailer personally. Um, what did you think of the trailer, Sam? So first off, I hadn't watched this trailer yet. It was posted in Discord. We had some people replying. A couple people were like, "Oh yeah, that Jim Carrey. I'm out. I don't care for him. I'm not a. I'm not a fan." And I was thinking, "Oh, like you know, I'm fine with Jim Carrey. I think you know, I'd be fine." And so then I went and watched the trailer, and I was 100% fine with Sonic. I was like, "Oh, he looks fine. He's doing some stuff. It's whatever." Uh, then Jim Carrey comes on. And I'm like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I actually do like Jim Carrey. As like, I, th- I think he's annoying a lot, and he seemed really annoying in this trailer. I'm like, I do not want to watch that movie with him in it. Um, so I feel like how you feel about Jim Carrey is gonna have a big influence on what you think about this movie. Um, Apparently. But, I mean, the rest of it looked cool. I would have been in for it the otherwise. But, the, I mean, the thing that, like, a lot of people keep trying to remind people is, like, this this movie's probably not made for you. It's made for kids. And, like, kids are going to love this shit, right? Um, so it, it's interesting to think that. And then breaking news today, like, so many people have been complaining about it that I think the director of the movie tweeted out like hey we hear you guys we really appreciate the feedback like we're gonna go make changes we want to make this better and that was surprising um so it's just amazing that the world we live in now is like people can bitch so loudly that a film director's like nope we're gonna go back and change stuff now um And then also what a lot of people are asking after that tweet is, well, are you pushing back the release date or are you going to fucking crunch your employees to make these changes that you've just promised? And like, that's a bad situation as well. So. Yeah. uh, When I saw the tweet, I was like, okay, that's nice. Like you're going to make this Sonic, you're going to make Sonic look a little bit more like video game Sonic. That's fine. I understand that. I didn't think there was anything wrong with Sonic. Yeah, I thought his legs were a little fine. long. Whatever. It's um, fine. Yeah. 
my yeah, my immediate head went to like, well, wait a minute. If you're yeah. if you're gonna go start changing things, like, changing CGI, I imagine. I don't know much about CGI. I imagine that takes some work to fucking change how a character looks in the entire movie. Because I remember talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 and how the developers were like, yeah, we had this all laid out. And then they decided they wanted black bars at the top and the bottom of the, of the these cutscenes. And it took like so long for them to go and reframe everything to make it fit within that. And it was like a huge ordeal where like the whoever was in charge was just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, you know? And I feel like it's another one of those situations where the person in charge is like, yeah, we're just going to do this. And then it falls to all these other people to have to try to make it happen. And it's not an easy feat. Um, so, yeah. Also, you gotta like imagine like Jerry who was like, yeah, like we'll use this design for Sonic was like really happy. And like, everyone was like, yeah, Jerry, we agree with oh. you. Now poor Jerry's sitting there like, Oh, I guess my Everybody Sonic. Everybody hates my, my design. Who hates my Sonic? God damn it, guys. Hey, Jerry, we liked your Sonic just I fine. I liked your we Sonic, We thought he was Jerry. just fine. You did a good job with it. Yeah. So. I will be honest though, Sam. Who was the actor that's supposed to be like Sonic's like supporting like buddy cop? Who was that? James Marston. James Marston. I was like, I couldn't remember. I was like, it's like. Cyclops? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, uh, Luke Owen, uh. That's what I thought with it was the for a nose? second. Yeah, yeah, with the nose. Um, no, like why would you? Think I don't know that? why, but no, I, was, I couldn't remember who it was. I, I knew it wasn't him, but I was like, I was like, oh, who was that? I don't fucking remember. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Owen Wilson with the nose. Luke Owen. No, I'm thinking of Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson. I was thinking of Is Luke Wilson. Is there a Luke Owen? I was thinking of Luke Wilson. Okay. I just said Luke Owen because Owen Wilson. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, James Marsden. All right, yeah, Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know. Did you also see? We'll end this on a funnier note. Actually, maybe it won't be that funny. Did you see the Reddit post where some guy did the math? Because at one point in the trailer, Sonic like goes like super speed and causes like an EMP, mm-hmm. and he's somebody did the math like where he's at and like if the EMP went off, like all the buildings that would be shut down. Oh hey, there's a hospital in the area. Oh hey, babies are born at blank seconds of a day. Uh, mm-hmm. Sonic probably killed about 800 babies. And I was like, holy shit. Like, some dude sat down and did this math. And wild. I, I don't know why you thought that was going to be a happier note. That's um, so sad. Sort of sad. We're both kind of laughing about it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Consequences. Yeah. There's always consequences, always consequences for your actions, people. Fucking Sonic so. with your EMP running. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What a weird week in video games it's been. It's been a weird week. A weird week in video game news. It's been a good week for video games. Yeah. For us playing them. But yeah. Weird fucking news. It's fine. Yeah. We'll see what next week brings. So. Until then, you can get in touch with us. You can email contact at geekartgames.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at geekartgames. We've got videos of this podcast which you can see cody freezing constantly on the screen because that happened a lot but i wasn't going to stop this again in case we had discord issues um that's over at geekartgamescom youtube we've got live streams at twitch.tv slash games you can buy shirts at geekartgamescom shirts and you can join our discord at geekartgamescom discord 
We would love for you to give us a review on iTunes or your viewing or listening service of choice. And yeah, I am on Twitter at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Cody? I'm at Comic Cody. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Cody, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do 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 do. Gotta go fast.